Well, obviously, after a win like that, we have to do an emergency episode of Locked On Mariners. So here it is. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My word, what a game that was. Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast, an emergency episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast, hosted by yours truly, Ty Dane Gonzalez. No Colby tonight. He's out and about enjoying his Sunday night. Didn't really think that uh, the Mariners were going to play in a game today that was going to require an emergency episode. So, alas, here we are, (laughs) the Mariners win 8-7 to seven over the Atlanta Braves. And thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. What a win it was for the Seattle Mariners. We're obviously going to talk about the insane finish to this game. Also want to talk about Marco Gonzalez's start, which unfortunately is going to be drowned out by the way that this game ended. But it was a fantastic start nonetheless. Gave the Mariners everything they needed and then some. So I want to show some love to uh, Marco later on in the show. Uh, we're also going to talk about Mitch Haniger, who uh, unfortunately left this game with lower back tightness. Uh, we'll talk about what that means um, and what it could mean uh, for the Mariners down the road. But first, let's start out by uh, hopping into this game. What an insane finish it was at T-Mobile Park today. The Mariners seemingly were cruising to a win and a series of win over the defending world champion Braves. They were up 6-1. to J.P. Crawford added some insurance on an RBI double. Uh, but then Michael Harris the second hit uh, another home run in this series. Uh, it was a solo home run, which made it 6-2. to But the Mariners were still you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. Didn't seem like there was much of a threat. Obviously, you always got to be on your toes when it comes to a team like the Braves. But it seemed like this game was still relatively in hand. Uh, but no, it, it certainly was not. Diego Castillo could not find the strike zone to save his life in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, was able to get two outs, uh, but then Michael Harris II struck once again with a three-run bomb to the Hit It Here Cafe. Uh, it was just absolute nuke. And then Paul Seawall came in, and it seemed like, all right, well, st- you know, they still have uh, a one-run lead. You know, there's no one on base now. Uh, obviously, the Braves have some momentum, but there isn't pressure with guys on base, at least. So Seawald should be able to close the door. Uh, nope, nope. He ends up giving up a two-run home run to Robbie Grossman, who is an absolute pest uh, this whole series. And at that point, it looked like the Mariners were going to suffer their most deflating loss of the season today. Uh, just absolute gut-wrenching loss. Um, but... Julio Rodriguez and Eugenio Suarez say, wait just a minute. Julio hits his second home run of this game. 117 mile per hour exit velocity off of the bat. Off of Kenley Jansen, one of the most decorated relievers in all of baseball. To knock things up at 7-7. Seven to seven. And then Ty France gets uh, is uh, comes in as a pinch hitter. Uh, for Taylor Trammell, who replaced uh, Mitch Haniger. Not a big fan of that decision. He ended up generating an out. Um, and with France's uh, wrist barking, as as Scott Service put it today, uh, which earned him the off day in the first place, just didn't really feel like that was the move there. 
but it didn't really matter in the end because a. Eugenio Suarez follows that up with his second home run of the day and his 30th home run on the season. Once again, the Jesse Winker trade was actually the a. Eugenio Suarez trade. A. Eugenio Suarez is quickly becoming a Seattle Mariners legend with what he's been doing over the last week or so. Uh, what he's been doing this whole season, uh, he just keeps on hitting bombs and keeps on bringing the good vibes. As he walks off the Braves, walks off Kenley Jansen in this game. I mean, if there is any doubt about who the Mariners are, what their ceiling is, if they were going to suffer an all-time collapse to you know, fumble their best and greatest chance to finally end this 20-year playoff drought, I think they put all of that doubt out of everyone's minds today and it's for reasons and for moments like the one that we saw today this team just doesn't get too low on itself even when it does suffer you know deflating heart-wrenching losses like it was going to today it always finds a way this group of men always finds a way to bounce back and they did immediately in this game you know it's not often that the uh the offense has had to pick up the slack for this team in 2022. The pitching has been immaculate. We haven't really seen a blow up like this from this Mariners bullpen this season. You know, you think about last year, there were a couple times Diego Castillo contributed to a, a, a pretty you know tough loss in, in Texas. Um, Cleveland uh, was another one. I'm sure uh, Mariners fans remember that one with, uh, with Paul Sewald. Um, but we haven't really seen that this year and in a way kind of felt like all right well it's inevitably coming because even really really good bullpens the elite bullpens have bad days and today was certainly a bad day for the Mariners bullpen Uh, but we haven't seen this offense really pick up the pitching and today it did that and then some Um, scoring eight runs off of this pitching staff is an incredible feat uh, it doesn't matter that Jake Odorizzi started this game and he is the definition, the dictionary, dictionary definition of mid. Um, but to score eight runs off of this this uh, pitching staff and to score the final two off of Kenley Jansen in a save situation uh, in a really big game for both teams, right? Because, you know, the Rays, the Jays, the Orioles all lost. So there was a huge opportunity there for the Mariners. Uh, and, you know, the, the Braves are, are trying to win the National League East. They're just going back and forth right now with the New York Mets. So a lot on the line for both of these teams. And the Mets, by the way, won today. So, you know, the, the Braves were just try, trying to, you know, keep in line with them there. Um, you know, just game on the line. Uh, potentially, you know, uh, high-end aspirations on the line for both of these teams. For the Mariners, the wild card won. For the Braves, uh, the division. And you just saw two teams collide in uh, the most spectacular fashion tonight uh, with the Mariners coming out on top. Yes, your Seattle Mariners just went toe-to-toe with the defending World Series champions who stunned them in the top of the ninth, took a one-run lead after the Mariners were absolutely cruising, and didn't blink. The Mariners did not blink in this game. They came right back and shoved it down Kenley Jansen's throat with some huge, huge home runs. What a game this was. What a game this was for the Seattle Mariners. And like I mentioned, Blue Jays lose. 
Orioles lose. Rays lose. All of them lost. All of the teams that you needed to lose lost. The Mariners now have a six-game lead over the Baltimore Orioles. They're going to end the drought. And they only have two games left against a team with uh, a record currently above 500. That's the San Diego Padres. They come to town for a two-game set on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then that's it. It's smooth sailing from there. Of course, you know, injuries can still happen, and injuries are happening. We'll talk about that later on. But this team is in such good shape. And it showed you exactly why with moments like this, with moments like what what we saw in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth, that this team is not just a playoff team. It's a team that can make a deep run into the postseason. God, it's so it's so nice. That's so nice. That's so nice to say. That's so nice to see the the Mariners go into a big series at T-Mobile Park. You got big crowds at T-Mobile, and it always feels like the Mariners just kind of disappoint in those situations, but not this time. It was so nice to see them go up against one of the best teams in baseball and not back down, even when things got really tough on them, and they end up clutching out a series win after a uh, you know a rough night on Friday night. Uh, and uh, in a rough series against the White Sox. Um, like I said, this team just does not get too low on itself. It just it doesn't let things snowball. Not since early on in the season. They haven't looked back since then. If things go wrong, you know, oh well, we got tomorrow. And that's really been the Mariners' approach all season long. Um, that's, of course, indicative of their leadership, Scott Service, uh, who, of course, you know, didn't have uh, – the best day today. Um, we'll actually talk about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after this wild, wacky, very Mariners-esque win over the Atlanta Braves. And I feel like this is a good time uh, to remind our uh, you, our listener, that um, we're doing a special project on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Later this month, we want to do a special episode of Locked On Mariners featuring you, our listener, uh, we want you to submit a uh, roughly a 45-second to a minute-long video of you uh, telling us who you are, how long you've been a Mariners fan, and what the Mariners finally ending this playoff drought because they are going to do it. Like I said, they are going to do it. If their odds are not at 100% right now after that game, I mean, what are we doing here? They, they should be. This team is making the postseason. Uh, but, yeah, leave us a video saying who you are. Uh, how long you've been a Mariners fan and what ending the playoff drought would mean to you. 
Uh, you can email your submission to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Get it to us uh, by Friday, September 16th. That's this Friday uh, by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, or sorry, Pacific Time, rather. I'm on Eastern Time, but we'll do it on, on Colby's time and most of your time. Uh, so uh, 11.59 p.m. East, or Pacific Time, geez, there I go again, uh, to uh, get us your video submissions. And uh, if you get it to us by then, you're in. You're going to be in the episode. All right, so I just uh, I want to quickly address uh, Scott Service's role in the um, the blown lead today, and a couple of the other decisions that he did today that I I wasn't particularly fond of, uh, but the the big one, of course, how he handled the bullpen today, uh, going to Diego Castillo in the uh, top of the ninth. I don't like it. Uh, I know that they were up by four at the time, uh, but Andres Munoz, I believe, only threw four pitches in the eighth inning. I might be wrong on that. Correct me if I am down in the comments, but I, I believe Andres Munoz only threw four pitches. He should have went back out in the ninth. Doesn't matter that it was a four-run game. You have the off day tomorrow uh, before you play San Diego. Uh, I just I think that's inexcusable uh, to uh, to not keep Munoz in the game and go to Castillo, who's been really shaky as of late, and also Seawald has been really shaky as of late as well. Um, those are just two guys right now. Obviously, you know, you want to have faith in them because the track record and everything. But right now, you know, just what have you done for me lately? Uh, both of those guys have, have not been incredibly trustworthy. So I, I think the Mariners just ended up putting themselves in a pretty disadvantageous spot uh, going to uh, going to Castillo here uh, against, you know, one of the best lineups in baseball. And it, it hurt them. Uh, I think that just that should have been Munoz who uh, – was spectacular in uh, his appearance today. Uh, the other decision that I didn't like uh, from Scott Service was pinch hitting Ty France for Taylor Trammell in the uh, bottom of the ninth. This ultimately didn't matter. Uh, I just thought that Trammell, uh, keeping Trammell's glove in right field for potential uh, extra innings uh, and with France dealing with uh, his wrist still. Scott Service said today that his wrist is quote unquote barking, um, and he wanted to give him an off day today, uh, especially with the off day tomorrow, just to give him some extra rest. Um, putting him back, uh, putting him in the game today, I, I thought that was uh, I don't know, especially with the righty and Jansen up. Uh, I, I thought putting Tremel out there, a lefty, and, and keeping his defense uh, in the lineup uh, would have been a better choice there. But again, like I said, didn't matter in the end. Just not the best day. Uh, from Scott Service, um, if we're being fair about it. All right, so uh, I want to talk about uh, Marco Gonzalez now, who, you know, again, as I said at the top of the show, his start is uh, is going to be quite overlooked, uh, considering the way that this uh, game just blew off the hinges. Um, but he was brilliant today. I mean, you know, it's so – I haven't seen a pitcher have such a weirder year than Marco Gonzalez has had this year. You know, it's like he, he struggles against the A's and the Tigers, but then you need him to come through with a huge start against, like, the, you know, Cleveland or, or Atlanta. And he not only gives you a chance to win, he, I mean, <laughs> he kind of dominated today. Uh, he didn't give up a hit until Austin Riley took him deep in the uh, fourth and then only gave up one more hit after that. Uh, pitch count ran a little high, uh, but he only gave up five hard hit balls, uh, six uh, six innings pitched. Uh, just the one earned run coming off the bat of Riley. Uh, five strikeouts, 
no walks. That's pretty huge for Marco, too. Uh, did not walk anyone, did not give the Braves any free passes, and kept, kept the base pass clear and kept, kept the pressure off of him uh, for uh, you know most of this game. So that was huge for Marco. Uh, and that was everything that the Mariners needed and then some. Um, it was huge. It was huge. And, you know, say what you will about Marco. But like I said, you know, every time the Mariners have needed a big start out of Marco, for the most part, he's come through. You think about even, you know, earlier on in the season, uh, back when the Mariners were were struggling, uh, you know, he went and faced Max Scherzer in New York was able to give the Mariners a chance to win that game by just a run. Uh, they won that game two to one. That was literally the quite literally the most perfect start you could have uh, when facing Max Scherzer uh, in the Mets. And then uh, the start right after that goes up against Kevin Gossman and gives the Mariners a chance to uh, salvage a game in Toronto after a uh, disappointing start to that series. So Marco, you know, again, you know, we we talk about how much he's regressed this year, but. You know, it's I know it's kind of a meme, but it's just he keeps on coming through with these bulldog performances every time you need him. So he's been huge. Props to Marco Gonzalez. Uh, that was everything the Mariners needed today. Uh, <laughs> like that was wow. Good job, Marco. Um, just a, a really nice start. Uh, and uh, yeah. So. All right. Finally, uh, before we hop off of here, Mitch Hanniger leaves this game with a uh with lower back tightness and that's uh, it's hard to read what that means really because that could be you know it could have been just a precaution right they were up six to one at the time that they took him out of the game they ended up pinch hitting uh taylor Trammell for for hanniger uh, against the lefty which was a, a red flag because they never hit Trammell against lefties so Taking Hanniger out is one thing, but then putting Tremel in against the lefty was another thing, which signified like, hey, this is actually uh, an injury. It took a while for uh, to get official word from uh, from the Mariners, but it turns out that it is lower back tightness. And again, you know, you wonder if maybe it was precautionary because they wanted to get Tremel's glove in to you know protect the lead. Which, oops, that didn't really <laughs> didn't really help them uh, do that, uh, but. Um, you know, maybe it was something like that. So hopefully no IL stent is needed. But, you know, Hanniger's also been kind of going through it lately. Uh, it's been kind of a struggle for him. I believe he only has three hits, uh, three or four hits in his last 25, 30 or so plate, plate appearances. Uh, so it's been a rough stretch for him at the plate. Um, so if he's kind of dealing with something right now, you know, as crazy as it might sound, I think with, you know, him and France dealing with the injuries that they're dealing with at the moment and with the schedule getting a lot easier, like I said, you know, you only got two more games left against uh, teams, you know, with a record above 500. Do you put these guys on the IL and just try to get them as healthy as possible for October? I think that's something that you have to consider at this point. Um, because you know, just forcing it more and more, especially with France. In the case of France, with a wrist with a wrist injury, you know, any wrong swing, any collision at first base, anything like that, any wrong move, could set him back even further. And you're gonna need Ty France if you're gonna want to go deep into the postseason. Uh, you're gonna need Mitch Hanniger as well. So, if this is something that you feel a little nervous about, something that might need to take a few days to fully heal. Uh, I think maybe you just put him on the IL. As for who gets called up, 
I don't really think that it should matter um, because I don't think that whoever gets called up is going to play a ton. Obviously, the big one that I'm sure a lot of you are thinking right now is Kyle Lewis. But, you know, while Lewis is performing well uh, down in Tacoma, the issue, the big issue still stands is that, you know, he can't really play in the field right now. Um, And you're kind of alternating, you know, Jesse Winker and Carlos Santana at DH. So there isn't really a spot for Lewis to get in there as well, at least with any sense of regularity. And I think, you know, if if Hanniger's got to go on the IL, it's just Taylor Trammell plays quite a bit, you know, in in right field. He's the primary uh, substitute there for for Hanniger. And uh, and they just go from there and they just try to, you know, survive until Hanniger gets back and whoever gets called up. Um, maybe plays, you know, once or twice. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an outfielder because they do have guys that can play in a corner uh, with Sam Haggerty, with, unfortunately, Jesse Winker, who's awful defensively. But, I mean, he could stand out there if you need him to. Uh, Jake Lamb, of course. So, you know, they have some guys who can go out there. Adam Frazier has played quite a bit of corner outfield this season as well. So that's another option. Um. So the Mariners, I, I, the Mariners' plan, if Hanniger has to go on the IL, is pretty clear in my opinion. And I think whoever would get called up would be someone like Mason McCoy, just to give some infield depth. Um, maybe Jonathan VR. Don't think Jerry Kelnick is is an option there. Uh, and again, I don't really think that um, that Kyle Lewis is either, just because he can't really play in the field. Maybe Luis Torrens is an option. You get a third catcher, but you're going to have to add him to the 40-man, and then uh, that creates a whole thing. So, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be someone that would be relatively inconsequential, as mean as that sounds, but I think it would be someone kind of relatively inconsequential to uh, to the roster, um, just someone to uh, – just a body to basically fill the roster, someone that maybe has like a tool that's useful late in games, uh, whether it's on the base pass with your glove, what have you. Uh, and then hopefully Hanniger, all he needs is the uh, minimum 10 days to get back. We'll see on France as well. Uh, and we'll see what this team decides to do. I would assume that any move uh, that is required or not required will be made or not be made uh, sometime tomorrow. So we'll see then. Uh, not sure if we're going to be recording an episode tomorrow since uh, I did this uh, emergency show. We'll let you know. Uh, check our Twitter. Uh, we'll also post an update on our YouTube um, if uh, we're doing a show or not. So be on the lookout for that. But that's going to do it for me here on uh, an emergency episode of Locked On Mariners as the Mariners defeat the Braves 8-7 to and one of the craziest finishes of the year for the Seattle Mariners, one of the biggest wins of the year for the Mariners, if not their biggest win of the year. Uh, be sure to subscribe and all that good stuff if you haven't already, uh, whether you're watching or listening to this. Um, you know, Subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, etc., or subscribe to us on YouTube. We are, are of course, uh, working our way to 4,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. So uh, help us get there. Uh, and again, we are hoping that you will submit a uh, video, a roughly 45 minute or 45 minute, 45 second to one minute video of you uh, saying who you are, um, how long you've been a Mariners fan and what ending the playoff drought would mean to you uh, to our uh, email at LockedOnMariners at Gmail 
Facebook.com. Get us, uh, get that video to us by Friday, September 16th by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, you'll get into a very special episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast coming out later this month. So, again, that is going to do it for me. I've been Tidying Gonzalez. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Mariners podcast. And thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners' big win. We'll catch you next time here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. See ya.